It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And the last, I think, I think is we're going to skip it because we have Aditi. I think, I think Aditi is ready to join us. And what's That's up, so Aditi? much more important. That was a good bit, Hi. Though, Mikey. Hi, Hi Aditi. Hi, good job. You. I have a series of lifestyle questions. Can we just start right there? Fire Let's away. do it. You Shoot came to the right, right place. We can tell you about lifestyle stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Experts. Let's say that your pants are a little bit snug. Do mm. you wear them as a reminder that you need to do something to get them less snug, or do you just give up and put on the sweatpants? No, you just work out more and fit into them. If you're mm. him, obviously. Now, now here's so, the thing. When you yes. got those pants, usually there's some pain involved because if you do wear them, you know how you get that button belt thing on your top top of your stomach and you'd be like, this it's a there's a knife stabbing into yeah. me. You're like, that's that <laughs> reminder. Like, hold on, dog. Right. You might want to go ahead and upgrade. So you're jeans. an advocate, G, for putting on the tight jeans and because they hurt so much, that yes. should be a motivator. It's essentially the <laughs> yes. it's in Catholicism, yes. we call it a hair yeah. shirt. You wear uh, it to remind yourself of your sins. Uh, throughout the day, and it's a painful reminder of how you have failed God. And cool. only in this case, okay. it would be like failed a diet, I guess. So yeah. I made yes. the mistake because I chose the sweatpants when clearly I should have put on the <laughs> <laughs> okay. You deserve it. You deserve Let's it. Lifestyle question say, number two, this is fun. Okay, question, question number two, Jay. Let's say that the two children and the wife in the house like the temperature at a certain, you know, like maybe 65, 66 degrees. But the husband in the house likes it at 82. Yeah, yeah. If the husband and the wife both contribute to the heating bill, should the wife and two children win or does the husband win the thermostat? No, I think that's a great question, but I think this can be applied to our country too. Let's be moderate about this. We don't have to be extreme 82. And we don't have to be extreme 66. Let's meet in the middle, call it 74, all moderation wins. 68, who lives in 74? Let's all be at a temperature that no one enjoys. Aditi, Aditi, I have a question. I have to interrupt here. Aditi, we have not met your husband. He seems like a lovely (laughs) person, or this hypothetical husband. Right. Who in the right mind world, whatever, 82 is a sauna. Who wants to walk around sweating in your own apartment? like walking around in somebody's mouth. Watch the Here's game my point to that. Full sweat. You can always put an extra sweatshirt on. There are only so many clothes you can take off, unless you are Kirk Cousins. Agreed. Thank you. you know? <laughs> so, like, you, you offer, just put on an extra sweatshirt. They offer right, commentary. The next- they, uh, hold on. They offer a commentary. They didn't give you the answer. The answer is this. Every, in every, every relationship, there's negotiables, right? You meet a guy. You meet a girl at a date. You say, this is my only – I don't bend on this, right? This is – we got two or three of them each of us have. You need to move the temperature into the unbreakable, right? If you put it in there and say, listen, this is how I'm moving right now. I've given you two children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. I, I, you know, I get heat flashes, this all is- the above. I'm moving the temperature in there. He's going to have to then negotiate one of his things. Maybe his non-negotiables is, I don't know. Maybe he wants to spend $300 a week on something that's frivolous, right? So you go to the tables and you negotiate heat, temperature, for one of his non-negotiables. I just here, don't that's understand the way it works. why it has to be one or the other. There is a middle ground. Your thermostat has more than Yeah, but the middle seven. ground is not the middle ground is not 74. The middle ground is 68. 68 is. is a What were the numbers that you gave me? You gave me what? What was your number? 85. He is 85. His was 84. Well, at night, okay, so at night I would like the heater. This is when we're talking about the furnace. I'd right. like 65. Okay. And during the day, like 68 that. is acceptable. And what, but is I also, his, what is his what is his comfortable range? I don't. I told you he's very cold blooded, like 82. I like 85. the gender okay, role so, reversal so, here, so though. It's too. usually your, your obviously the woman who is cold. Okay, your mean is 67, <laughs> and his is 82. So if you take seven off his, you get to 75. If you add seven to yours, you get to 74.5. So put it at 74. That's what I said. And meet in the middle. 
And but nobody's happy then. No one's, I'm no one's too happy hot. at 74. Too but nobody's miserable. If you're one of our people in the comments, can you tell us what the answer is to this? How would you handle this situation <laughs> if anybody watching right now had a life partner? Here's would the next you... one, Mike. Candles. Do you okay. like candles, Mike? Oh, I love candles. Are you kidding me? It's you. Yeah, I do. I like it. It gives, it gives it a nice ambiance to the room, a warmth. I enjoy candles. You don't? Mm. Actually, I love them. Actually, both of my children love them too. But uh -oh. again, someone in the house does not. He like does not them. like candles. Wow. I feel like Correct. these. I feel like these was upfront type joints, right? Yeah. You should have found this out he's in the dating profile. He's a no. He's a no candler. <laughs> all the Swipe questions left. that I didn't ask. This yeah. is, you know what I think my next career is? I am going to be the pre-marriage counselor, and I will come up with the hundred yeah. questions that everybody should ask before uh -huh. committing to marriage forever. Aditi, that's a book. I'm sure like, your husband you will be thrilled about being the source of that. Life forever. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's yeah, that's a big decision. How will he I take mean, that? I just feel like we went into this blindly. It was kind sure of this did. like, oh, yeah. you're in love, you want to have children. So wait, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're working through it on this show with us. How are by you anti-candle? That's kind of like being anti-pizza. How is a candle like, hurting? How does anybody? Candle bother him? When you, when you, I, I'm, I'm allergic to smelling regular. Like I can't like there like if you just don't have anything you on. You need an aroma around. Like, I need to have. I, I take. I wear cologne to go to sleep. There yeah. must be a scent. I got plugins and candles. Yeah. I'm like really. Yeah. yeah. The plugins are great. The yeah. You're sense Wait, smell but I'm surprised keen. by the you wear cologne to go to sleep. So like, do you sleep like this and do you smell the cologne on your I, wrists? Is that it, how it, it just, works? It just, I need to, like, it, I don't know, maybe it just gives me more confidence. Like, I just need to wake up smelling, smelling like good. something. Yeah. Like, I'm, I smell good. I don't, like, you just left the club, even though you're just, yeah, in bed. like, I won't. Have wear. you talked to the Browns about that? Have you suggested that? Because that, Dion used to say that, right? Look good, feel good, feel well, good, play good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe smell it's good. smell good. Work maybe for it him. Should be smell good, feel good, so feel good. So is it the play. smell of candles he doesn't like? Or is he, I don't, you know what, these are, these are questions, Jay, maybe one day you can find so, the answers to them. I think seen... it has to do with there's a fire attached okay. to oh, a little. Oh, there's okay. danger, so the danger let, element. Let me be, the, let me be the, the problem solver again. Here we go. There are fake candles, there and are. I got to tell you. But they don't smell good. So <laughs> I just want, I just want to tell you something. This is a true story. They don't smell good, but you got the plugins for those. My wife has all of these candles around the house that they're kind of opaque they're a little clear and they're they're on battery timers and they come on and god is my witness you can't tell they're not real these aren't a new they're invention like, you're describing no i know but but this is a funny jay jay's an idiot story <laughs> that i know you guys will all i'm enjoy. on board all right so this could be sponsored this wife, could be a sponsored was, segment my wife was um out of town with the kids i was home alone and the electricity went out <laughs> And so I decided, shit, I, I gotta, I, I, I need to light some candles. <laughs> oh no. I think hey. I know where this one's oh, going. You know exactly hey. where this is going. Wish they have wicks. It looks real. Wow. <laughs> they look real. Especially in the dark. In the dark? You yeah. can't tell. Hey, so, shout out to that candle, fake I candle lit, maker. I lit a number <laughs> that could sponsor of the fake segment. candles and uh. almost became the first person in history to burn your house down mm -hmm. by lighting <laughs> fake candles. They they didn't burn. Are you, didn't burn, did you not catch that, on when you were trying to light plastic? It lit. But there's not a the, wick. The wick here. lit. Right. The wick lit. I bet it smelled great. Now, it, of course, it burned down quickly, and then the plastic started melting yeah. around oh, it. Gosh. Right. And my wife keeps one as a reminder for what an idiot I am. Uh, if love... anyone wants more Jay's and idiot stories, we're going to do a whole <laughs> overtime Listen, content segment just on Jay's stories. I'll give you another stories. quick one. one. Another time she was gone, There's I put another teaser Liquid for Dawn. the rest of the overtime content that sometime this week we'll get All to. All right. You. I put Liquid Dawn in that she was gone, I had to do dishes. That's a train wreck. <laughs> So, at, after about a week, and there were so many dishes in the refrigerator or in the in the sink, they didn't just go away like they normally do. No, magically they weren't. That's so. Weird. I loaded up the dishwasher and I took Liquid Dawn. What do I know? It's it says dishwashing soap. What are you like a 1950s dad? Yeah, You've never yeah, done dishes. Yeah, yeah. So I poured it in the dishwasher, slammed it shut, oh. turned the dishwasher on, went outside, oh, played no. basketball for a little while, came back inside, and I kid you not. There were 
soap suds oh. up to my waist. You are like a sitcom dad. You're Just a sitcom dad. You on are. The same thing. There should I, be a you laugh track. on the same thing. Oh. And the, the dawn bubbles don't go away. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, can I? That's Post. another point I'd like to make. This isn't one of those life things, but when we talk about sitcom dads, did any of you ever watch Every Everybody Loves Raymond? Oh, it's oh, one of my sure. favorite shows. What I love that show. Yeah. Okay, but Jay, he's not a real sports writer. Like, who has that much time at home? As I, a know. Yeah. I know. I know. I work all the time. Why yeah. is he always home? I always ask that too. I'm like Ray. When are you writing your columns? When right. are you going Seriously. to games? Or Why aren't you on the road? Or in the locker room or doing anything. Yeah, right. I'm with it's you. I know he was home 24-7, yeah. that guy. You know, you guys, I don't think Michael J. Fox really would have started at point guard in Teen Wolf either, but sometimes <laughs> you just have to allow some artistic liberty and, with and, things. And, and the court was all Wait a minute, short. but what? I'm going to Spud Webb, Muggsy Bogues. Are you saying this is a hype thing, Mike? Is that your issue right now? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with it. He was just terrible, and he dribbled with both hands. <laughs> yeah, Remember that? And I was, that is it, some of the worst basketball. It is. They're like, of all it, time. Well, like, let's just, the coach is like, you're our star point guard. I'm like, really? I want to see this squad you know, because it was like that. Yeah. This is how far we've come, McNuggets. We talking about household items. That's how trash the <laughs> Thank Browns, you, Browns. are. Thank, thank you, Browns. She's been on with us for Browns. 15 minutes, and we've got we to. We've got these plastic fired? candles on fire. No, no, we like this. We like this. We like this version. We finally got to Teen Wolf. That's where I was aiming all of this all the whole time. Oh. So we got here. The Let's slow talk play about for it. Poke work. No, uh, one right, of the greatest well, worst movies ever made. I, I, I guess we probably should ask some football okay. questions. And Deshaun is coming back to practice as of today or tomorrow? Today? Today. Yesterday. To, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Well, we are on the cutting edge of the news right here. He's back Ultimate. in the building. Okay, he's back in the building. Yeah. Um, and well, he's we, been in the building. The no, he's no, been in the building. He's, he's, allowed, to, he's allowed to practice, yes. <laughs> like I said, we know everything that's going on. Come here for all your information. Regardless, <laughs> our question was that we were asked was what, how should we be splitting these snaps right now in practice between Jacoby and Watson, knowing that we've got two, a couple more weeks of, uh, of, of Jacoby <laughs> out there, but we got to get Watson ready. What do you think? What say you? Well, I, you know, I think that the Browns had a plan for this clearly in camp, which seemed to make a lot of sense, and it's likely something that they'll do again. But, you know, in theory, why couldn't Deshaun Watson just run the look team? Why couldn't he just take every single snap against the defense? You know, he could be the scout team quarterback just to sort of work the rust off. And I think we heard Kevin Stefanski say that his priority right now is getting Jacoby Brissett ready. Because, again, there are still two key games to play week 11, week 12 before Deshaun Watson makes his debut. And the Browns haven't really left any margin for error, as it feels like we've been talking about for well over a month right now. So... Again, the priority is Jacoby. Jacoby, the Browns have to win. The priority is winning. The only way they can win right now is with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback because Deshaun Watson obviously can't play quarterback. So you need to get Brissett ready for quarterback for now, ready to play quarterback now, and worry about two weeks from now, a little bit closer to two weeks from now. So I don't think that there's really a question here. I just used a lot of words. That was word salad. Sorry. I would still give Jacoby Brissett the majority of the first team reps and... uh, why not have Deshaun Watson run the look team reps just to get reps? Aditi, does your eye test tell you that um, there's been any quit to this team? Or do you think they're still given max effort? I don't see quit. And I think that the other piece here, the same way that everybody's kind of on tender hook. I, I mean, we said this early, right? We said this isn't a team that could afford to just sit and wait for Deshaun Watson to show up and suddenly save the day. And let's be very reasonable about whatever the expectations are, according to Deshaun Watson. We know that there are people in the league, including the Cleveland Browns, who believe that his skill set is that of a top five quarterback. We also know that there are some scouts and general managers who didn't view him that way. Regardless, this is a young man that hasn't played football in a very, very, very long time. So now all of a sudden, do you expect him to just jump in there and rattle off wins week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, just go six and zero to close the season. I think that there has to be an expectation that he's not going to be a hall of fame quarterback in his very first drive in Houston two weeks from now. And so you need more, pick me up from the rest of the team, for lack of a better phrase. And I think that having said all of that, even though we're cautioning, 
let's be reasonable and we're cautioning what can you expect i think that this is a team that's probably thinking hey we're getting an elite potentially top five quarterback in two weeks and so i think there's a boost to that and i also think that as we keep saying and as adam and i have kind of argued for the last few weeks you can't really count yourself out until you're out. Look at just what happened. Look at what just happened this past weekend. I mean, if you ask me going into the weekend, and probably if you ask me right now, who do I think are the two most complete teams in the NFC? I would say the Eagles. In the AFC, I would say the Bills. And they both just lost. <laughs> so yeah. Again, no one is really mathematically out of this thing just yet. There really, truly, genuinely is parity. What do you think? Um has been to you the most disappointing thing about the season so far? The losses? The <laughs> I mean, no, the defense. I no, what aspect I mean, that's of it. it. Yeah, like sometimes I mean, but, but the, you don't... Isn't the defense the answer to that? We, we, well, we, you know we what? talked I, about this I as think a potential top, top defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I Look, I certainly spent training camp saying that this is a defense that last year finished top five, had set as a goal number one for the season, and I fully expected it to be a top five defense. Um, there's certainly been disappointment in that. But I think the big thing that we've learned this season, you know, and I just saw, I saw the Vikings on Sunday. The Vikings are a team that are sitting with one loss. They're what? They're seven and one, eight and one? I think they're um, eight and one. Yeah, and so their last seven wins... So seven wins in a row by a touchdown or less, a score or less. What do you look at there and think, wow, this is a dominant team? It's not that offensive line. No, it's but they, not win, they, they make plays when they have to, though. They, yeah. they win well, close games. Again, exactly, because it's a team that has somehow found a way to gut out wins. So for me, it's hard to look at the Browns and isolate any one thing and say, oh, the defense has been disappointing or, oh, Jacoby Brissett has been disappointing or, oh, you know, any anything that you can mention. I don't want to just single, single out anybody. It's just kind of a team as a whole. I know it's a young team, but it's also a team that has some seasoned veterans that you would think know how to gut out wins and know how to keep their cool at the end of games and know how to close and finish. And so... In a year when you're seeing teams figure out how to win, I think just the fact that the Browns somehow haven't been able to is is disappointing, especially after the way they started the season. You know, week one, they somehow, in some crazy fashion, on the foot of their rookie kicker, won this great game. And then ever since then, it's kind of been what's going on. Yeah. Dude, you know, I, I, you know the, I, it's, it's the up and down that that all is really just, I think that Jets game, you know, it's, it's so important that you get off and you get some momentum and you get that inertia going I, that Jets game. I think the hangover effect from that, you know, I know they had a week to forget about it and all of that stuff, but I mean, that is the one loss that just will never be, able to be explained and I, I I think the carryover effect it wasn't just an L it was how they did it it was it was this two-minute meltdown that was so improbable it hasn't happened in thousands of games and the last team to do it was the Browns it just I just feel like that was a body blow and a shot and it, to the face yeah all and once. to that point, Jay, I think I think it's not only the meltdown, it's that, you know, in hindsight, and I've been very honest about this. I was on the field. I didn't think it. I was standing right next to Nick Chubb when he scored that touchdown with a minute 55 left. I wasn't thinking at the time, oh, my gosh, go out of bounds. But how much have we talked about this since then? Right. That had he just gone out of bounds right there or taken the knee or come down before the end zone, that game is won. So it's oh. not just that they fell apart. But literally, mentally, had they just been a little bit more alert, then that could have been that right there. And who knows I don't how know. the season I, unfolds it, differently. It exactly. Like what kind well, of a what kind well, of a psychological? Sorry. I'm sorry. What kind of a psychological difference does that make for the team if they win that game, whether they lose a the game? I've always tried to stress what I think is the importance of the psychological effect on these kids losing the mentality of the losing, the, the history of the losing with the Browns and stuff here and how that can really infect a locker room right now. And that's one of my concerns moving well, as we like, close out this year. Look at the Vikings. You know, but yeah. it's you know, so... The Vikings rolled it, that momentum in a positive yep, way. Yep, they did. It's so interesting you say that because all the best, all the most successful coaches 
tell you that they've been really, really good at getting their team to go 1-0, and to think of each week as a separate mm-hmm. season, every single cliche that we've ever heard. And yet, when we sit on this side, we know how hard it is. You know, what is that line from Socrates? It's something about not living in the past, but focusing your energy on what is new. And it's kind of that same idea. There's nothing that can be done about week two. So having a hangover from week two at this point just seems mindless and stupid and, you know, jabbing yourself in the foot yourself or whatever. But that is sort of human nature. What if, what could have been, what should have been. Again, though, the best coaches, they put that behind, they get their team to say, okay, flush it, flush it, flush it, move on. This is a new week. And yet still also harness some sort of momentum from a positive performance. And I think that to me, you know, this weekend, I think the Dolphins are really, really good. I saw them in person up in Detroit to a second game back after he was out. I will be on the Dolphins sideline Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I think the number is at the last 13 games or the last 14 games that Tua has started and finished. The Dolphins are 13-1. and one. I think he's wow. playing at an absolutely elite level. I think yep. that Mike McDaniel is doing wonderful things with him. Having said that, the Browns played an exceptional game Monday night against the Bengals. So I think it was fair. I think it was reasonable to expect a better performance, more fight, more of a challenge against the Dolphins this past weekend. And it's just, you know, you look at those numbers and as good as Tua is, isn't this supposed to be a great defense? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. That's what we were told. We got hoodwinked. Yeah. Hey, we only have a minute or two, um, but I really want to get your thoughts on Jeff Saturday. We've discussed the whole thing last week and then uh, the improbable win on Sunday and this week. And people have had some really strong thoughts on it from Joe Thomas to Bill Cowher. What's your general observation of what the Colts have done and how this sort of -of out-of-the-box experiment is going? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, it's interesting because my former colleague, Jim Trotter, apparently was very good friends with Jeff and wrote a column. And he said that he asked Jeff, you know, you've you've very openly talked about meritocracy and paying your dues and earning your way. And yet here you openly leapfrogged however many people and jumped into this role when you yourself were unwilling, as we know, Jeff Saturday was unwilling to accept assistant coach jobs over the last few years. And so Jim Trotter said that he essentially called out Jeff Saturday on, you know, why did you always talk this talk? But then all of a sudden when it was your turn, you said, oh yeah, sure. Push me to the front of the line. And Jeff Saturday's response to Jim Trotter was that we've seen this in the NBA where a player goes straight from playing to being the head person. We've seen this in Major League Baseball where a player like Aaron Boone goes straight from playing to being a manager. And why don't we ever see it in the NFL? And Jeff Saturday's argument was that while a player may not be an X and O genius, being the leader of a team, being the CEO of a team may have a lot more to do with leadership ability and having lived that experience than perhaps paying your dues as a high school coach and then as a college assistant and then as a college coordinator and so forth. He felt that it was important to show that it could indeed be done. And he was, he said he wanted to shoulder that, that I can create a new path. I think it's interesting. I think it's notable, especially, and I brought this up with all of you, that you know Josh McCown took so much heat a few years ago when it was known that the Texans wanted to hire him similarly, and he sort of pulled himself back. I think when Bill Cowher spoke, it made me feel very much as a writer. You know, I covered high school football in 
the wilds of Texas and drove hours to write copy in a newsroom. I covered college football in New Jersey. I then went on to write at a newspaper covering the NFL. I then paid my dues in television. I felt like I sort of followed this path and to see people kind of leapfrog all of that for whatever reason, sure, that's tough. But I think there's something to be said for valuing different experiences. And I think that that's what Jeff Saturday was saying in his response to Jim Trotter, that there may be a linear path, but in the NFL, we've not always been really good at recognizing, acknowledging that linear path, right? Because there are other issues with who often gets the opportunity, whether they've paid their dues or not. For instance, like an Eric Bieniemy or like a Leslie Frazier, certain people have paid their dues and they're still not getting a chance. So now here's a guy that comes completely outside the box, a completely different path. If he is successful, then what he is essentially arguing is maybe it's opening more eyes that there can indeed be more thinking outside of the box. Maybe not that same thinking outside of right. the box, but multiple different thinking outside of the boxes. I agree. Yeah, there's something to that, right? Um, it seems personally, to, to think know, that there's only I, one I'll way. I'm frustrated that Frank Reich had to move away from Matt Ryan because, as you know, I was on the sideline for the game before, the game in Tennessee. The way that Frank Reich spoke about Matt Ryan, the way that Matt Ryan spoke about Frank Reich, there was no doubt the esteem and the respect that those men had for each other, what they felt that they could accomplish if given the chance. We know that Matt Ryan ultimately lost his job not because Frank Reich wanted him to lose his job, but because that was a decision made by ownership, all of a sudden Jeff Saturday gets to come back in and reinstall Matt Ryan. Right. I was very happy to see Matt Ryan win, that's for sure. But it makes you wonder, why couldn't Frank Reich have the juice to play with the quarterback he wanted to play with? Yeah, it's almost like Ursay wanted to make the change. He went ahead and made it, and he's he's been very unapologetic about it. But I know a lot of folks are watching it. Hell, there's you know, there, there's different paths in every profession. And Bull brought up a good point earlier in the show. Um, how many broadcasters did Bill Cowher leapfrog when he went right to the top of his new profession? You know, I'm sure there were a lot of people that have been paying their dues, doing games that were former coaches that would have loved the chance to sit in that studio. But he got that opportunity because he was tremendous at his job. Well, Jeff Saturday was tremendous at his job. He was a, a very, very elite football player. It's not like he's coming from the basketball world or from the business right. world. Mm -hmm. uh, this has his, been his right. life, his entire life. And yeah. he's, hell, he played with Peyton Manning. I think the rub-off factor on that, yeah, and Peyton speaks of Jeff, in, of Jeff in high regard. And I worked with Jeff for a number of years. Jeff is a great guy. And you know what? At the end of the day, if he can lead men, and he did it on Sunday, I'm not saying he can do it long-term, but in the short sample size, he was able to get it done. Let's see what happens as, as, as time goes on. The NFL is caught up too much in doing things the way everybody else yeah. does it anyway. Think True. outside And the Jay, box. one other thing is that every time and place is different. And we never know who is the right person to cover what story in one moment. Similarly, we heard Jonathan Taylor talk about Jeff Saturday's passion yes. for the organization. Mm -hmm. Jeff Saturday's passion for what is served in the cafeteria. Jeff Saturday's intimate awareness of how the equipment room works and what is necessary to get players in the best position to play. So right. maybe right now, this was a club, this was an organization that needed to feel, hey, the Indianapolis Colts once stood for something, once meant, for so meant something, once were the elite of the elite and wearing that horseshoe meant something. Maybe that's what this outfit needed right now. Maybe sure. three years ago they didn't, maybe two years from now they don't. But in this moment, what Jonathan Taylor said was that's what resonated the most. And so, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe Jim Irsay happened upon what his club actually really needs in this moment. And that's that. Fascinating I, I think it's so easy for all of us to have hot takes. I think it's so easy for us to be, say, oh, you hired that person or, oh, yeah. this person's getting that chance. I mean... I agree. That's it was low-hanging fruit. Sure. It was low-hanging fruit. I thought it was unfair to Jeff, and, you know, I'm pulling for him. It'll be a fun experiment to see how it works out. Aditi, thank you very much. Where are you this weekend? Um, yeah, actually, I think that I'm home. Wow. Which is sort of crazy. Nice. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the week off. I'm buying you a Yankee candle for the holidays, just so you know. I'm sending it to your <laughs> Can't place. Wait. Like six of That's them. I'm buying her yeah. a fake candle. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So That I won't light, and it'll uh -huh. make everybody happy. Thanks, Didi. Bye, guys. Bye, Didi.
That was a good point, though. I, I do like how everybody's acting like this guy. We just They pulled him out of nowhere like he was managing a Ruby Tuesdays before this or something <laughs> like that. I mean, the guy was like, he played football for a long time. He's got knowledge. At a high level. We, 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 got, we made Freddie Kitchens a head coach. He had been like a quarterback's uh, coach like the year before that. And then all of a sudden, he wasn't exactly a leader of men. Like, you didn't, he, he wasn't like Braveheart inspiring people to run over, to run over the wall or anything no, like true. that. It was Freddie Kitchens. And nobody, but because he came up through like a more, like a, just a more acceptable way because he was a coordinator for it to a degree right. for a second. We were just like, oh, well, then, well, that's okay. That guy's perfectly and fine. And Ursay's an easy target, too. It's, you know, it's easy to throw darts at this guy. So yeah. when he stood up there and looked at the establishment and said, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm doing it my way. Yeah. I think he put right. even more they don't like bullseyes. That. I, got two, I got two but things. Guys. I got two things really quick here. Two things really quick. And this is a quote from um, one of the best books. Dune, if you haven't read the Dune books, not the movies, the right. books are awesome. Mm, okay. Uh, so there's there's a really good quote on here about leadership, and I'll give you a, a real-world example. It says, the difference between a good administrator and a bad one is about five heartbeats. Good administrators, administrators make immediate choices. They can usually be made to work. A bad administrator, on the other hand, hesitates, diddles around, asks for committees for research and reports. Eventually, he acts in a way which creates serious problems. A bad administrator is more concerned with the reports than with the decision. He wants a hard record, which he can display as an excuse for his errors. Oh, they depend on verbal uh, orders. They never lie about what they've done. If their verbal orders cause, uh, cause problems, they surround themselves with people able to act wisely on the basis of verbal orders. Often, most important piece of information is that something has gone wrong. Bad administrators hide their mistakes and it's too, until it's too late to make corrections. Um, when you talk about Jeff Saturday in the situation, I'll give you a, a real world example. I, I was in this industry and I've, and I, I've been at 92.3 The Fan since day one. I started off answering the phones. I started off interning. I put stages up at KNR for a year. Um, I, I interned hours. I helped run shows. I did a lot of different things. And at the end of my internship, I still didn't get offered a job. I went to uh, 92.3 The Fan. And I worked my way up from answering the phones to running the board to eventually having my show on the weekend. In this industry, I still don't have a regular everyday show. So what I did is I made everything possible to go through that show and I said, I'm going to make that one day great. And through that process, the whole barbershop thing came to, came to pass. One day, um, I realized to myself and I said, no one's gonna give you. Uh, uh, no one's gonna give you some sort of magic shining armor. No one's gonna give you a job. You gotta go out and earn it. And there's people that has that got shows in this city, that they've had them forever, but they're not better than me. You see, sometimes you can't be humble. Sometimes you gotta talk your talk. And I've earned everything I've gotten. And then one day there was a young brother who reached out to me. He was coming from OCB. He said, "G. Bush, man, I love what you're doing." You're doing your thing, man. Can you just listen? Can you just listen to my, my, my podcast? I said, okay, I'll listen to it. Young brother was great. I said, man, this dude is awesome, man. He shined. He just sounded different. I said, man, this dude got it. I listened to every one of his podcasts, and, and he had it with a group of people. And when he was done, he said, G. Bush, man, I really want, I really want to come and, and can I be on your show just to show you? And I brought him on. And I said, all right, here you go. We brought him on. And he still didn't have a job at this point. And I brought him on. And I interviewed him myself. I said, I'm going to put you on the barbershop. I'm going to show you this. Sometimes you got to be independent. And then a couple months later, he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm applying for different jobs. I ain't got a hit yet. And I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to somebody I know. I reached out to the radio station. I said, man, look. I don't really endorse nobody, but at the end of the day, this dude, he gonna work hard, he gonna do what he need to do, and he gonna do it at a high level. I said, if you gonna hire anybody, you should hire him. And to their credit, they did hire him. And when he came in, I talked to him and I said, yo, bro, look, man, just do your thing, continue to work, grind, and, and, and definitely, I'm not gonna talk to you too much, I'm not gonna say nothing, because I don't want them to think that the reason you here is based on my merit. It's based on what you can do and how you gonna move. 
So he became one of the best dudes uh, over at the fan. He been, became a producer. He worked out there. And then there was an opportunity that came along in television. And guess what? <laughs> I say he does his thing over there. I think he's a great opportunity. He could go over there and do it. And if you don't know who that young man is, that's Earl. There, Earl. It's Earl. Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl was the guy. And you know what I said for myself? I said, listen, I had to do it for 12 years. And it's only a couple minorities in this business. It ain't about how long I had to put work in. Because if you doing what you're supposed to do as a person that's going to put on for other people and you really want your people to be on and you really want to see the, the, the game change, it's about who you help put on. So if we want to make progress, what are we doing? Earl ain't supposed to have to wait 12 years. That ain't what the game plan is. Earl shouldn't have to work as hard as I should, he had to work. He shouldn't have to go through the interviews and people telling me. I didn't went to interviews and they told me, oh, I was just over here looking at your resume. I was giving you resume tips. After you done saw me work for you for a year, I made that my decision. I said, listen, it ain't about me. It's about how many other people can you get an opportunity. And if you just Saturday, sometimes you shouldn't have to wait in line with a bunch of other people. And if you want to make progress in life, if you doing something, he shouldn't have to wait 12 years. He should get he should go and do his thing and get two years and go to the top of the game. But at the end of the day, you got to want to see other people grind and get there. Everybody got different paths. Everybody got different places and you a hater. If you sitting there saying I want somebody to go through tough times just because I had to that ain't the way you're oh. supposed to look at it. Great point. Hey, hey G. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The, my, my only follow-up to that would be, I, it's a great story about Earl, and, and we all love Earl. But I don't, I don't think it's the same example as Jeff Saturday. because, And even though I'm like, I, I, what I said before was that a coward didn't pay any dues either. <clears throat> but a lot of people would say, well, Jeff Saturday is preventing the Earls of the world from getting a job. And that's a lot of the compl Bill Cowher's complaint is different. But a lot of the complaint is that we continue to have this problem of minority coaches not getting an opportunity. And here's Jeff Saturday, who did not pay any dues. Now, maybe you're right. Maybe some people don't have to pay dues. That That is the way it works, unfortunately. You know, I know I was ticked off years ago that I didn't get a job in New York. And I got passed over for guys who didn't pay any dues that I was better than, but he had a bigger name. So he got a job than me. So, so, and whatever, that's part of, of, of every industry. There's nepotism and people get opportunities, but let's not put Jeff Saturday and it's fine that he got the job, but I don't think we need to put Jeff Saturday up on some pedestal as he just took a different route to it. Like there, Bull. there are legitimate complaints about this, that other people who have worked hard and deserve the opportunity. There's no proof that Jeff Saturday is a better head coach than some of these other guys that haven't gotten opportunities. That's Jeff, still fair to complain about. Yeah, boy, you're right. They're, they're, we shouldn't put him on a pedestal, but we shouldn't denigrate him either. Yeah, like people hate like, him. I'm not denigrating him. No, I know you're not, but there are yeah. plenty of people yeah. that are. Right. I don't know that anybody put him on a pedestal. I think what, what G is saying, and I couldn't agree more, what G is saying is, you know, I had to go to Hazard, Kentucky. And I worked in Hazard, Kentucky for Fact. three and a half years, starting at $12,000 a year. Like you, I, it's been my mission in this business to get as many people as I know that, have, uh, that I've come in contact with, interns, that I see a spark in, right. that I see the same ambi ambition that I had. I've gone out of my way. It's been my goal during my career to have as many people that I've helped get into the business as years I've been in the business. My goal is one a year. Well, I exceeded that at ESPN. I exceeded that by, a, I can work 50 years and I'm fine. But it warms my heart when I can find a job for somebody 
It doesn't have to go through Hazard, Kentucky. The, the, I, I agree, was, Jay. Derek I think Forrest, we... who was, uh, you know, Derek was yeah. the, the sports anchor at Channel 5. Mm-hmm. A terrific young man. He was my intern at, at ESPN. I actually got him hired at my old station at in Hazard, Kentucky. He was the first African-American ever on air in that market, and it was 2000. It was after the year 2000. Is that the setting of the Dukes of Hazard? No, that's Hazard County, Georgia. Oh, all right. But it's just but, it's but pretty guys, much the same thing. But, 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 but Jay, Derek paid his dues, and Earl is paying his dues now. In some, they are. Jeff Saturday and, didn't pay any dues. Oh, he didn't play for 15 years in the NFL at an elite level? That, those are dues. Yeah. That, that, those are dues. No, it's not the same. It's not the it dues for coaching. It is the same thing. It's not the same. No, it's it not. is the same it, thing. It, well, it's not the, like they brought him like, like, like Mike said. It's not like they pulled him out of – you know, I use Ruby Tuesdays. I use Ruby Tuesdays. Actually, it's so you be mad if you were a coach right now who's been paying his dues and hasn't gotten an opportunity. No, that's negative energy. I'm going to put my positive energy into worrying about me getting an opportunity, not the opportunities that other people have. That's a that's I know, but black candidates are not getting the opportunity. But well, black candidates are not getting well, the here's, opportunity. Well, here's the thing, no, bull, here's the thing. You, here, you Why are you spend, rolling your eyes? That's true. Here's the thing. You are black can, J, G, are black candidates getting the opportunity? No, they don't. No, here's the thing. Are they're they, not. Are, no, no, in, the, in the right numbers, no. So, so They're not. No, that's, not even and, close. And, Bull, that's, why I, brought, that's yeah. why I brought up the example. In, in our industry, there are three to four minority candidates in this city. Yeah. Right? And my job as a minority who I know I had to work and I come from untraditional background. I started on YouTube when they wouldn't give me an opportunity. So I know what it is to say you have to go X, Y, Z, A, B, C before we'll give you an opportunity here. So for me, I knew I had to go more along. But here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to change it. Because the new wave of media ain't somebody that's coming from the traditional, you got to go to journalism school, you got to go over here, you got to give your free labor away over here. The new wave is what we're doing right now. Because the beat right, report, but Earl is still paying his dues, is he no, not? No, no, Earl, Earl is on. Yeah. Ain't no pay. No I know dues. that, but he's still paying it. But Earl is not where he wants. Earl still has higher goals in his but, career, but, so he's paying. But, I think he's but, doing extremely well. But, Earl, but, you're happy here, aren't you? Earl, you're killing it, bro. He, he loves because, it here. Because here's it. My goal is. Earl at least can be to a point where you like, I'm this age, I'm 41 and just got on. Earl is younger than me. So it, it took me 12 years and be 40 years old to hit my yeah. stride. When there's a lot of people in this industry get their first look 25, 26, mm-hmm. 27. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. The, and there's a lot of African-American coaches. Coach Deion Sanders did it the same way. Coach Prime did it the same way. People laughed at Deion Sanders. You a coach? Hi, will you? Hi, who will you coach? Ain't you Deion, the flashy guy? Nah, I'm Coach Prime, and I'm gonna show you. I win state championships here, and I'm gonna jump to Jackson State. They ain't got no experience level, but when you are when you are a Hall of Famer, and when you play the game at that high of a level, you are a genius. Those play, whether we believe it or not. Those players are genius the way they Well, who are you talking about? Jeff Saturday's not a Hall of Famer. What, what I'm saying, Jeff Saturday is, he's is a pro bowler. He's the, he's the center who's the smartest okay. position on offensive line. Sure. He calls the protections I just think, for All Peyton I'm Manning. saying, guys, I don't, I don't think these comparisons of, of us as veteran broadcasters trying to help young people, which we all do, and it's great. I don't think that's the same thing as Jeff Saturday. I don't attempt to help being, anyone, Adam. I didn't claim a job that. without paying. And again, I don't care. I don't care. Good for Saturday if he does well, fine. I'm just saying, if I'm if I'm a coach in a league that's been busting my balls and 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 coaching hard and doing a great job and I deserve an opportunity, I'd be a little ticked that, that because this guy's buddies with the he didn't get the job because he's great grinding. at football. Keep he got grinding. the job because he's buddies with the owner. Keep grinding. Worry about yourself. Yeah, but Jay, You'll not every not no, everybody you know gets what? an opportunity no matter how hard they you grind. You know what, Bull? Not everybody yeah. in life gets a trophy. It's it Who's is a meritocracy. At some day it is at some point it is a meritocracy. So oh, we he wasn't have... running a subway train. He spent a life in I don't football. Know why you keep bringing that up? I'm not suggesting he was running a subway train. I know, Nobody's but, suggesting that. But I'm saying he got an un, did he get an he got an unfair it, it that's life. There are unfair advantages, but he did get an unfair advantage because of his friendship with the owner. It's it, there's or, no debating that. Or, but didn't his career as a successful NFL player have something to do with that? Oh, Deion Sanders was a much better NFL player. He had to co- he had to coach in some small school that nobody wanted to coach at. 
How come he didn't get an NFL no, job? No, 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 no. no, no that's no, not that's true not, at all. That's not Deion so, Sanders. Deion Sanders, Sanders has already had offers to coach in no, the no, NFL. No, no, no. Deion Sanders well, now, did that. No, not, no. He, yeah, but, but no, no, no. He had. Go he ahead. Had, he did that to elevate yes, historically black colleges. It was intentional. He got his sons. He coached his sons. So, and then his sons, when they could have went to D1 schools, he said, no, you're going to come over here with me to We're Jackson State. So we can And, and we can I make agree, G. But nobody was offering him an NFL head coaching contract before this. That's that's well. The, that's rea- the, case. the reality of the situation, I think, is this: in yeah. life, people bust their asses all the time. Just because you bust your ass doesn't mean you're going to get the dream job that you want. Right. I mean, this is a real world situation. Who's Most, debating that? I think what you're saying is. Woe is I'm the saying people Jeff that got an unfair for- advantage. That's it. He did get an unfair advantage. Well, well, Earl, but I that's life, but he Earl did. Had, Earl had an unfair advantage because he knows me. Earl didn't get an unfair advantage. Guys, Earl let's was solve, working let's hard all already. This. We're all great guys. Let's all solve yeah, this afterwards. In a, in a very Everything's fine. Today. No big deal. Let's all solve this later. Poor Mikey's been over there You're waving his ad reads so that we can understand. stay on, on right. the air and keep right. making we're everyone wrong. happy right now. McNuggets, you better read that. Please go right ahead. <laughs> we're we're going to read this, and we actually have a question that a Super Chat wants us to answer. So we're just going to skip final takes there. I hope it's about the Rooney rule. Let's do it. That didn't move things along. Whenever we ask the internet a question, it's brought to us by our good friends at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations for PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Woodland, Minerva. All right, for all positions, starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and the signing bonus. Apply online at freecast.com slash careers to learn more. Uh, Going off the YouTube chat, guys. Half the YouTube chat says Bull's right. Half the YouTube chat says Bull's an idiot. America. So that means we're probably right in the middle with America. where we feel. Yeah, it's, well, it's what America. am I wrong about, Mike? That's, what am I wrong about? Let's not American argue about show. that. I can't ask the YouTube chat individually, Bull. What am I <laughs> wrong about? Tell me what I'm wrong about. YouTube chat, tell I'm, Adam yeah. what he's wrong about. I'm not listen. I'm just tell saying it's pretty friend. split down the middle give as me, opposed to which side of the argument people are falling on. I'm glad. Give I'm glad me to hear something that. that I said incorrectly. What did that I say? Just draw, bull. That just draws it out, and I think McNuggets is trying to advance well, the ball here, right? Uh, McNuggets tried to get out of the Aditi interview for ten minutes, and you guys ignored him. So now it's my fault. I mean, come on, answer my question. What how did about, I say that was wrong? About, we have seven minutes left. How about you just tell us yeah. why you're right? Boy, you have two minutes, and I, I have to did. ask this super I chat question. I stated a fact. Jeff Saturday got an unfair advantage. That's you may not, not care that he That's, did. You may... See, the problem, though, with your argument yeah. is you're saying things are facts. Facts are provably correct. Your opinion is not a fact. You're, you've made the opinion that his advantage <sighs> is an unfair one. And that th- now you're starting that to That is be... true. That is true. That's why there's no arguing with you, Bull, because your opinion you look at as fact. You don't. So okay, that, that's fair. Technically, I don't okay. know that he, there. That's fair. Thank you. Technically, and that's I my don't point. know that, but it seems, but it seems pretty obvious. No, that their relationship got him the job. No, you don't think that's likely. Oh, that's life. Oh my God, where have you been living? That's life. That is life. What, the one thing that I learned. I, that's more what than, I've been saying, Jay. I just you won't admit that he that so gave him an advantage. Stop complaining about it. That's will the you world admit we that, live in. Will you admit that it gave him an advantage? It certainly helped him, but guess what? It helps everybody get jobs. Networking, bull. But his experience in life and his body of work in the NFL as a winner also yeah. came into play there, too. That's, That's not probably a- unique. There's no other winners in the NFL that have been passed over for jobs. I mean, there's a lot you, of guys that have won football world, games. In your world, everybody should get the greatest job in the world. There should be no— That's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's, it's I'm it's, saying it, that if I was a guy that paid my dues, it might bother me that someone who did not fine. got an unfair advantage. That's and, all and I'm saying. That's my point. Everybody deserves something. But what I'm saying, Bull, is black you can be a, get screwed in the NFL consistently, and I'd you, be a little annoyed if I was a black coach right now. You can be a victim, or you can take control of your own situation. How? When there's no black owners, how are black coaches supposed to take control? We have have 20 seconds before I got to get to this. No, we don't. You got to get to it right now. Okay. So we were going to do a Stephen Kwan. He finished third in the Yale Rookie of the Year voting today. We got a little off topic. So that's going to be our overtime segment today. We got two uh, membership tiers for that. If you want it for $199, be a starters (laughs) tier member. You get some cool emojis for $499. The coaches tier, you get to see that. Exclusive overtime content. We're talking Stephen Kwan and how gets a little spicy. The overtime the voting panned out in that. 
The super chat question, though, from Donnie M. He asked the panel, with the weather forecast calling for two-plus feet of snow and Nick Chubb having carryover carries from the Dolphins game, <laughs> is this the game our offense is built for, and do you feel like we can run against this Bills defense? We have three minutes. Answer quickly, guys. Real no. quick, nobody sees it coming. This is just the kind of game you never know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. That's the funny thing about the NFL. If they run it right, you're right. If they do run, they should run it constantly. And we'll see what happens. I just, I, they, they really could. It wouldn't shock me if they somehow ended up winning this game. G. Bush, you've played football in snow. And it, we're always fascinated about, well, which side has the advantage? The offense, because they know where they're going. What, who does have the advantage? And, and they say the run game travels. Does it travel in snow? Yes, it travels in snow. Um, it'll, it'll come down to two things. And, and I think more than anything, it's just the special teams. Go back and look at the game where where the Browns beat the Buffalo Bills in that big snowstorm. Mm -hmm. um, go back and look at any game where you, you're talking about kicking the ball and, and scoring points. The field goal teams, the extra point teams, whoever whoever can hold the snap, get the snap, kick the ball inbounds, make field goals, will win that game. Really? Yes. That's what it comes out of special teams because in the middle, it's it's a wash. You, I mean, you're not going to be able to throw the ball. Field position matters. If you kick the ball up bounds, they got it to 45. All he needs is a couple runs. So yeah. to get it to field goal range. So to me, I think special teams is the biggest part of a game that's either really rainy, really game that's really cold, or a game that is really really bad weather. So we want to root for snow. Yeah, snow. Yeah, make it ugly. Josh Allen, <laughs> if they want, and they don't really have a really a run game like that. But so I, I'm rooting for if you want to see a, a game plan that and it's, keeps and we, it close. We want 30 mile an hour wins. We too. need wins. That the game, the, the Patriots, the Patriots went up. Yeah, there. And so they threw you, it twice, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. So see, you know, we're depending on the elements. elements. Come on, weather. Keep us in this thing. Bring it on. I I, I, I always listen to Aditi's logic and she convinces me a lot of times mm -hmm. that she's right. But I, I and Mary Kay was in the same vein. Man, there's there's a lot of folks out there that keep saying we've got a chance. We've got a chance. Yeah, and I just I don't see it. I, I know not you're allowing yourself to be crawled crept back into the, I'm not, the realm. I am not coming back. And your text last night on the over unders, which we didn't we didn't get to today. Yeah, pretty, I know. Pretty I know. evident about how you feel about this. I team. mean, pretty, I'm just not it was pretty let it grim. Your over unders, I assume, as were mine. Took all the unders. I think I I took one over. Pope took. We'll get to those later in the yeah. week. We, we yeah. got them all. I built the graphics. But it, yeah, it was Anthony pretty grim. Today. I was yeah. proud of myself. Uh, we're out of time. Are we, um, you want to tease us on tomorrow? Leroy, Robert, Dave, Richard. And a big Cavaliers Bucks game coming up tomorrow. Big one. Big, big one. Huh? Big one. Folks. As November games go. Yes. Yeah, and, and both teams are on losing streaks right now, so it's kind of yeah, lost this luster I know the that Bucks have been it's no longer around. one and two in the NBA. It's two and three in the East. Yeah. Which changes yeah. a little bit of it. But we're still going to preview it because it'll be fun. Mitchell should be back, and Giannis is the best player in the league with Tyvis. Oh, and we have a working iPad now for Tyvis's breakdown tomorrow. So. Yeah, I was talking to Dewan yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it should be pretty one cool. One of our engineers, he was super excited about Man. it. They're working very hard on we it. We have to work out some kinks. Earl and I were working on it this morning. Good. It works. Will it be seamless? Eh, we'll Maybe find not. out tomorrow when yep. the real one comes. Be using technology from 2001. So It'll how, be cool. What are we going to do to draw it up? Are we going to, like, as a still, are we going to be using? Look we can that. take freeze frames from the game, and okay, then Tyvis can draw on top of that on the iPad. So good. it's coming. We'll see you tomorrow. And that's right. on deck. 22-hour break. Tomorrow's show that will be far, far less contentious. Go Browns! Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.